Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast. This is the, I don't even know what day it is. Thursday? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Jerry. Wednesday edition Wednesday? of the pod. Wow, I am lost on yeah, days. Yeah, you are lost. Yeah, this is like, I feel like today's still yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, for you, 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 well, you, yeah, you haven't been home. I was thinking of you last night. Oh, is that right? Because there have been. Fantasizing? No, not fantasizing about you. Uh, that would be weird, odd. I mean, listen to each his own. I mean, if I want to fantasize about you, I'll fantasize. I would about take it you, as a compliment. I yes, I yes, but I did think of you last night because there have been times before when you have said, "Wow, I'm laying down in Boomer or me or you're somewhere in another state in the country." Yes, and I thought of you last night as I was under the basket at about six forty ish or so, um, taking a photograph of the Rutgers basketball team getting ready for their game at Northwestern. And I'm yes. thinking, that some bitch is laying down right now. He's just hanging out, getting ready to get some sleep. And the game hasn't even started yet. I was on my last walk with the dog at 640. You are? Okay. Yeah. So you weren't quite laying down yet. I wasn't yet. quite you laying were down. Close. I was close, though. I was, at, close. I was on the tail end. But we were probably heading like, back at that was it. 640. I was like, oh, I'm going to get on the couch. I'm going to watch 90 Day Fiance. Which and is, then just fade into darkness. And fade into darkness, Jerry. It's funny because today I was initially supposed to be off. Yeah. And then Boomer needed off, so I didn't mind working, and I was fine with it. But I'm like, man, it would be lovely just to do this game, get on the plane, chill oh, out. Just relax. We got TVs on the plane, chillaxin. and then just go home and go to sleep. Just chillaxin, chillaxin, Jerry. Chillaxin. I got a uh, an email from a longtime listener who, who doesn't want us to do any more uh, serious topics like Joe Rogan and censorship and things like that. Okay. The podcast. Anybody I, I know? No. Wasn't Connor Cook? No. It was the wasn't guy, Nicole? No, it was a guy with uh, with no profile picture. Oh, okay. But very well, how nice do we know he's it. a long time? Because he, he said, said he, oh, okay. he wrote a very nice email. Oh, okay. And he said, you know, this stinks. But, uh, well, I do think there's a part of what we do that's very light and fun. Yeah. And so I guess when we do 25 minutes of... I could see where someone's expecting a release from the rest of their day. Oh, I, I get it. I understand. I'll, I'll do one quick one, and then I'll get off it. Uh, Graham Nash has pulled his music. <laughs> Seriously. Cares. Seriously. So, uh, so will I get Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young songs now on Spotify? Yeah, you will. So that's still there. Just, just not their solo, solo Graham stuff. Nash. Who cares? Right. No one cares. That's what I'm saying, Jerry. Jerry, I have uh, uh, three different stories that I've got today that I thought, think uh, you would find of interest. All right. Uh, number one. Uh, this I just found interesting. This is just a, hey, that's kind of interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. There, uh, There's a new number one song in the country. It's called We Don't Talk About Bruno. It's uh, by Lin-Manuel Miranda okay. as the songwriter. He right. wrote the song, and I guess uh, the name of the band or the, single, the singer is, uh, the, the band's name, I guess, is Encan- Encanto. Encanto. I don't know who that is. Yeah, All right. well, they got a number one hit. We don't talk about Bruno, and it's written by Lin Manuel Miranda from Hamilton fame. Jerry, he wrote all the music for the play Hamilton. Okay, oh, it comes right up. We don't talk about Bruno. They said it is the first number one song written by one person since 2017. Come on, when Ed Sheeran had a song. 
Do you know this song? I do not know this one at all. I am so out of touch with modern day music. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. Do you know it? God. No. Was that it right there? That was, was not that, it. That, that was a ringtone? TikTok advertisement oh. before it. So um, you're out of touch with, yeah, well, you don't yeah. have kids. I know. So I'm really out of touch with uh, the hit music of the day. I listen to Spotify and satellite radio, So, and I only I listen to the things I like. So I don't hear, like even when I haven't listened to Top 40 radio in a really long time, but Craig was always a big yes. listener So because and because he has kids, but he also likes that music. So he would occasionally in the morning we were doing show prep, he'd say, ah, I have a new song that you're going to like. And for the most part, he would he would pick songs. He knew my music stylings that I like. Okay. So he would pick the pop hits of the day that he and his kids were listening sure. to that he thought I would like. And a lot of times he really nailed it. Yeah, well, because they get very catchy. So I think this is it. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. There's no way that that's it. That's that that's, sounds like it, Jerry. Really? That doesn't. Yeah. That, but this says Carolina Gaitan, not. I like, I don't see it with. I'm on Spotify. Encanto. I don't see it with Encanto. Not on Spotify. I'm not saying it's not here. This is the number one song in the country. You're saying? Evidently. Can't be. Yeah. Who knows, Jerry? We're out of touch. I don't know because that's the millennials. Encanto. I just think it's interesting that uh, no longer is a single songwriter writing hits. It's like these groups of songwriters. Yeah. Well, because it's such big business. That doesn't shock me, actually. Although, honestly, for the most part, Beatles were a McCartney Lennon combo. Jagger Richards for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, Pete true. Townsend wrote the, all the Who music. All, really? He was yeah. the sole writer? Sole writer. Um, Don Henley. Uh, Don and, Henley uh, wrote with uh, Glenn Fry. Glenn right? Fry. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, Bruce Springsteen wrote all his own music solo. Yeah. I always thought that was a little strange when artists would take full credit because, like, Bruce Springsteen doesn't play the drums, mm-hmm. nor does he play the but bass. But the lyric, but he wrote it. Right, but they say words and music. So you're oh, telling that's me. that's different. That's different. And I'm sure I told you this before. I tend to repeat my stories. I went to uh, the, Max Weinberg, the the E Street Band drummer, mm-hmm. was a was a a talk. Yeah, it was like an interview yeah. talk in Asbury Park, and yeah. you were able to ask questions. And I asked him. I said, "Do you ever feel like you should get credit on a song because maybe it was your drum fill or your beat that made the song catchy and a hit?" He said, "No, no, no. We uh, we know what our jobs are in the studio. We are to interpret what the." A writer or the the Bruce Springsteen's telling us he's looking for, and we do different things until he picks one that he likes. Wow, that was interesting. So they're only making suggestions. Yeah, like how Bruce that is sounds. saying, "Give me a beat, like da da da," yeah. and then they'll do something. Oh no, try something. That's, that to me is collaboration. Me though. too, but but I feel like that's that should be a credit. I would think so too. That doesn't seem fair to me. And Bruce gets all the money. I'm right. sure they're paid well. I'm they're not saying they're not. They're paid a performance fee, though. They're not paid a writer. That's what, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you should get some piece, even if it's a, a 10 per something. And then other bands really divide it up amongst all four people, which is nice. Doesn't Chicago divide their money up equally? I don't know. I always feel like there's way too many members in Chicago. Um, well, I'm talking about the, the early the Chicago initial yeah. and the, like, right. So it's funny. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Chicago. We're driving to the airport this morning, midnight, whatever time it was. Uh, and we went past Allstate Arena right by the airport, right by O'Hare. Chicago's playing there this summer. Chicago's playing in Chicago? They are, yeah. That's wild. But I'm pretty sure I saw in a documentary about a month ago or so, I feel like the founding band members, now they've gone through a lot of different variations of the band, but they're still together now. I think those guys, I believe, share the money equally. And I also heard, oh, God, what was the the lady... The Dixie Chicks, the Chicks yeah, now? Dixie Chicks. I heard oh, them yeah, on with chicks. Stern on a throwback on, on 101 mm-hmm. from 10 years ago. They split the money equally, too, because they felt like if one made more than the other, yeah, there'd be a lot of jealousy, and they figured this way, we're all doing our part. Let's split it. I thought that was kind of cool. The one part I always think of with the drummer in particular is there's the John, back when he was John Cougar, uh, Jack and Diane, that part that goes, 
Oh, let it rock, yeah. let it roll. Like that, I bet that drummer came up with that. Came up with that. Yeah. Well, same thing with the Phil with the Phil Collins, the Genesis song. Yeah. That's the very similar beat. But he probably uh, Phil Collins was the drummer. Oh, that's so true. Probably, I forgot about. Uh, that. I'm thinking I, I of him think in the wheelchair just singing yeah. now. Yeah, he was. That was I his previous to not a wheelchair was, uh, sitting in the chair. And, yeah, uh, and drumming. All right, so look uh, look for that, Jerry. If you want to be a number one hit artist. Here's when I was back in college at New at Jersey City State, yeah. Our radio slash communication professor, who I believe has since passed away, but he was great. I'll never forget him saying, "Can you write? Can you write a poem?" And we were looking at him like, "Well, I guess." Put sixteen lines together. You seal it. You send one copy to every record label you know, and you send one copy to yourself. You've just copyrighted and trademarked a song. Just don't open it because the post office is going to date it with the mail. And then if they you don't get credit for it and you hear it, hmm. you sue them for your money. Is that right? And there's your proof. I'm like, wow, that seems simplistic, but okay. I would like to do that. I want to sue somebody, Jerry. I know you're dying to sue somebody. I found an article on the internet that says uh, tells you how often you should be replacing these items in your bedroom, and I want to see where you think condoms these uh, fall. No, they're 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 not uh, pillowcases. Uh, all right, Jerry, you want to go? Uh, what about pillows? The pillows themselves, Jerry. How often? Every three years. All right. The National Sleep Foundation, Jerry, says the pillows should be replaced every one or two years. Oh, uh, we don't do that. I'm. So, I think we're more on the every. Th- you know, I shouldn't say that. When my wife was, she doesn't any longer. When she was working at Bed Bath and Beyond, yeah. she was replacing pillows often. She doesn't work there anymore. I feel like we're back to that three-year rotation. So a year, okay. I just replaced my pillows a little while ago, not long ago, but I don't, I, I've still never found, like, a pillow I'm overwhelmed by. I want to be overwhelmed. You want to be overwhelmed? Yeah, like, when I lay my head on the pillow, I want to be overwhelmed. I'm very intrigued by the pillows that have the cooling yeah, technology the cooling in gel. them. I don't know why. That seems kind of... And, the, and then the mattresses as well. Yeah. That seems kind of neat. The cooling gel technology. Yeah. What does it say? All right, so every year or so for a pillow. Every year or two for a pillow. What about for your mattress, Jerry? Well, don't they say the mattress is something like you should have for 20 years? Well, according to Consumer Reports, who uh, chimed in for this article, 10 years. 10 years. Well, we missed out on that because we got married. We had the same bed and mattress. So I got married in 99. We just swapped all that out two years ago. From 99? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had the same mattress, same box spring, same frame. It was in great shape, like nothing. Imagine the amount of sexy time that took place on that over the years. There was nothing uh, terrible about it. Yeah. Uh, You're such a jackass. That's all I think about when I see a mattress on the side of the road. like How much spuge is on it? Yeah, just disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, I think we we went 18 years. Yeah. Now we got a whole new, we upgraded from queen to king size. New mattresses, new frame, new everything. This says that you should, if you're 40 or over, you may need to replace sooner than 10 years because your body tolerates less pressure. I could see that. I tell you, the mattress in the hotel, we were at a beautiful Marriott. in So in Nebraska, I forget what the name of the hotel was. The mattress was phenomenal. The, the, the Marriott in, in Chicago, while the hotel was great, Dude, my back is still hard. I mean, just awful. Did you take a peek at the mattress that you liked to see what brand it was? No, I didn't. No. Hmm. I don't do that. I one time, uh, this is just something uh reminded me when you, we talked about what disgusting things are on a mattress. Uh, something that my mother did for me, which was very nice. I was older than I should have been. I was probably in like eighth grade. Okay. And I had a pee accident in my bed one you were time. you were 35. Just one time this happened. And in I, eighth grade, you I, I went think to so. Bed? I, I had a dream that I was peeing. In oh, the okay. Urinal and I peed that makes sense. Well, you and these urinals. Yeah. And uh, do you know that my mother, she covered for me. She said, if your sisters see this, I'm going to tell them I spilt my coffee while I was making your bed. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, didn't she clean it up? Well, you can clean it up, but there's it still gets onto the actual mattress. Oh, the mattress itself. It's I see what you're saying. soaked into the mattress. Well, you know stain. what? That, that's... Isn't that nice? And at that point, you knew you were going to have a mom that was going to give you toilet paper for the uh, yeah. rest of your life. I knew she was covering for me. That's that great. That was a great job Mrs. by Mrs. Duke's very well done. How about I still remember that all these years later? Oh, like, there are things I, I remember from my childhood, right, too. Right, and we don't think, Jerry, sometimes... 
how much uh, influence you have on your children. That is that very they'll true. Remember one day. You know, my son last night. I yeah. I don't. I'm not really. You know this. I'm really not the emotional. I'm really not. Yeah. I never have been. I don't know why. Last night got me though. So I've been gone since Friday. I left Friday afternoon to go meet. I didn't see Joe Joseph's eleven. And today's I, Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't see him after school because I had to leave. And I didn't see Matthew. So really, I haven't seen my kids since Thursday. It's almost a full week. And so I made a text here and there. But I you know, I know they're running around with sports and stuff. So I figure if they want to call me, they can call me. So I got a text last night just, you know, hey, Dad, miss you. When are you coming home? That, like, got me last sure. night. I was like, Which well, son, was, older or younger? My younger son. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, look at that. That, that, was, that was very, very nice. sweet. Yes. That was very sweet. So maybe he'll remember that Dad wasn't around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those poor dads that were like working nine jobs, and it's like the kids grow up and they're mad. They're like, "Dad wasn't around." Yeah, I was what, 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 for you. These jobs. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's funny. I feel like I've been gone for a month, and yet it also feels like two hours. Very weird. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like much time, and yet I think, my God, I haven't been home since. Like, well, last Thursday sounds like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah that sure. does. That's true. All right, Jerry. And finally, I'll give you this uh, last story here. Uh, the headline says: same-sex penguin couple. <laughs> Become first-time dads at New York Zoo. How about this? Become, oh, okay. At the zoo. Would they adopt? Let's see. Two adult male penguins. Uh, Let's see. The chick was hatched by the, all right. A penguin couple received an extra special New Year's gift at a zoo where they became the organization's first same-sex foster parents to a successfully hatched egg. Or to successfully hatch an egg. Boy, I've screwed this up. <laughs> You're trying hard, though. They, they, they got an egg. It wasn't their egg. <laughs> and they sat they on it. They were given an egg, these two male penguins. And they nurtured it. And they nurtured it to hatch. Okay. To hatchness. Yeah. To hatchness? Are you serious? Yeah. They were both born at the zoo themselves, and they became a couple in fall of 2021 during current breeding season. How did well? I get yeah. All right, never mind. It, the, the, I'm not even going to ask. Continues to be brooded and cared for by both Elmer and Lima, who are both males, who are doing a great job. Hmm. You think they get judged in the penguin community? I, that's a good question, Jerry. How tolerable is the penguin? Community? Like, I don't know. I also didn't know. They said that ve- there were same-sex penguins having sex. Well, no, I don't. I think they were given this egg. But they're a couple, you said. They're a couple, yeah. Huh. Uh, now, they they did such a good job at getting the egg hatched. Other penguin pairs had broken the eggs. They did really not care for the eggs properly. Hmm. But that these two same-sex penguins, Jerry, quote, built a nest and defended their territory was a sign they could be good parents, according to the zoo. Oh, a cute little family there. They are one of many same-sex penguin couples in the world, including a pair of female penguins at an aquarium in Spain. Hmm. You want to go see it? Uh, Yeah, I would really check out this. You're not going to Spain anytime soon. I can't get you out of New Jersey right now. You want to go to Spain to see two same-sex penguins? (laughs) How about this one? The most famous same-sex couple penguin uh, are at the Central Park Zoo in 1998. They hatched and raised a chick named Tango. Where's Cash? It says, <laughs> it says, although their love didn't last, Silo left Roy for his new flame, Scrappy, in 2005. Are we making this up now? So they were a couple from 1998 until 2005. That was seven years wow. ago, run. I didn't know that penguins even coupled up. Uh, neither did I. I love penguins. Why don't you get one for your condo? <laughs> Could a penguin survive at the Jersey Shore if no have, one did anything to it? I have like, no could idea. Could it go swim in that water? I do not know. I would love to have a baby penguin. You know what I love as an animal? Yeah, oh, like you wouldn't regret that. Jerry, I got to walk this penguin every night. Oh, my night. God. It's cooing for food. <laughs> You'd be sharing your steak with it. Yeah. No, I do love <laughs> a chicken. Um, I do love a seal. Like a mm-hmm. one of those. Like when we were in San Francisco. Oh, I have a picture those? of you staring at them. Yeah. They're so cool. I might have to put, maybe now that after this posts, maybe yeah. I'll put that picture out again. When we got to see the seals. Uh-huh. And uh, also in San Diego, if you go, they have- To the zoo. No, they're laying right on the beach sometimes. The seals? Yeah. Hmm. But they tell people, because people, of course, want to get selfies with the seals. You're wrong. Just get away. Yes. Well, actually, why am I asking you that? You told me last week you wanted to leave yeah. for a month. I forgot. 
Yeah. That sounds lovely. Just to go hang out in San Diego for a couple of weeks and just whatever. Enjoy. Like I was in Nebraska Saturday. No joke. It was, it was 59 degrees. There was not a cloud in the sky. And so I went outside after I actually skipped the pregame meal because I didn't want to go inside. Is that right? And I literally just sat there and watched the very little traffic that there was for two hours. I didn't want to go in. It was so warm and beautiful. And I'm thinking, could you imagine if this was winter somewhere? Right. 60 degrees in the middle of oh, January beautiful. or February. It sounds lovely. Was that rare for Nebraska to have? Yes. Beautiful? It is. I think it's 12 degrees there today. No joke. It right. was a very rare warm front that came in. And then it's gone to the, like, you know, low 10s. What do you even call it? Not teens. The high was about 11 or 12 degrees today, I believe. Yeah. Nebraska. From yeah, it's t- cold. From the town known as Lincoln, Nebraska. Who sings that song? Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Nebraska. That's where I was, Lincoln. Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. yeah. All right, Jerry, let's take a uh, break. A and, then, and then the warm-up show, which I did with CeeLo today. Yes. I was actually happy to miss that one. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because I knew four hours of what the subject matter was going to be. I didn't need it. You didn't need an additional fifth hour. Especially not coming off a of plan. I'm good. Right. You were good. Yes. And we 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 mixed it up, CeeLo and I. Mixed I thought CeeLo did a good job. I think I thought he did as well. Did a good job. So mixed I'll be back with you tomorrow. Oh, you'll o'clock. be back tomorrow. Okay, 5 a.m. I hope you get a good night's sleep, Jerry. Oh, I will. I hope you get good rest. I'll be in bed by 6 o'clock tonight. I hope you spend time with your sons. They I'm going you to. So. I told them to play some hoops today. Well, hoops. It's not raining. Do you go drain from downtown when you play uh, They do. Hoops? I can't. You don't? <laughs> I just figured you couldn't drive to the hoop. Well, you may as well shoot from downtown. They can shoot from downtown. I oh. cannot. Well, anyway. swishes. All right, Jerry. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, hi there. Now Duke's here, and if I'm introing it, it means Jerry's not here. Uh, CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Good morning. Oh, well, he should be here. Like, Where is Jerry? Like within the next half hour or so, maybe? He's hosting with Gio today? Yeah, he, he's big time in us. Jerry hates a controversial topic. <laughs> I think he bailed on me on purpose. I will say he hates laid it. the groundwork before any of this came out. Is that right? He did text me on, I guess it was Monday afternoon, Monday yeah. evening, and said, listen... I'll know tomorrow, you know, give or take a few minutes, what time I'm going to land with right. Rutgers after the game. If it's too late, you know, would you mind stepping in? And I said, no problem. Yeah. So sure enough, you know what? You're right. Let me check the timestamp. What time did he text me yesterday? Oh, yesterday I got it in the, middle, in the middle of the, uh, the Brian Flores yeah, stuff. 525. I was like, this Jerry hates a controversial yeah. topic. 525. He's bailing on me. We don't get back to Rutgers until 1.30 yeah. a.m. Goodbye. <laughs> But guess what, Jerry? You so, got to do four hours of it today. You know what? It is. Yeah, it's. I, I, I'll defend him there. It's like I'm going to do four hours yeah, anyway. No, I agree. Let me skip no. the fifth hour. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. No. If yeah. if uh, if I'm doing a four hour show, I'm not doing a fifth hour show. Well, no, I don't think it's the, necessarily the time in general. It's yeah. if it's all going to be dedicated to the same right. thing. And he's right. He's it's just overkill for one thirty. Yeah. yeah. Where's Bo- this is the other thing? Boomers. Where's Boomer? What do you mean? Boomer's in the Boomer. middle of this. Oh, yeah. What well, maybe get him on the phone timing. today. Get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. Wake his ass up out He's there. He's three in LA. hours behind. It's yeah. two o'clock in the morning out there. Well, but you know, uh, maybe nine nine oh five. How about that? By the way, Mindy, who does makeup here and does makeup on the NFL today as well. Mindy, yes. Uh, there's a glass door that looks into the studio where I'm doing show prep, and I was just staring out into outer space. And she opened the door. She goes. If miserable was a picture, <laughs> I'm looking at it. Yeah. She goes, what's your problem? Yeah. Like, oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah. The problem is. A lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. This is a great, like, I love talk radio. Love it, love it, Do love you it. anymore? 
Anymore? Yeah. No. Well, there you go. You used to love talk radio. I used to love talk radio when you could have differing opinions. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when I was a student at Kane University in the great Dr. Bailey Baker's persuasion class that I was in. Persuasion class? Wow. Yeah, I'm a debater. Most most would say debate team, debate class. I've never heard persuasion. This was a class on persuasion. So not just debating, I'm going to persuade and bring you to my side. Correct. Got it. His whole point was you should be able to argue both sides of a topic, right? I agree with that, sure. And in fact, that's how you prepare your argument either way is what would they say on the other side. Yeah, do your homework, right? See it from both sides. See it from both sides. And talk radio used to be a thing where you could go the complete opposite, even if it was a ludicrous take, because mm-hmm. it was something different. Contrarian. Contrarian. Uh, devil's advocate, if you will, yes. CeeLo, they use yes. that term, they right? They do as well. So yeah. take a, 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 a very popular opinion on something and go the opposite. Like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. You go the other way. Right, but that's not controversial. Oh, we're no only talking can. about controversy. Okay. I'm talking about uh, controversial mm-hmm. topics. Mm-hmm is no longer allowed on the radio or television. You could do it in podcast form, unless you're Joe Rogan, then you can't do that either. (laughs) So we've really essentially taken away the beauty of talk radio. Because my guess is if you listen to WFAN all day today, you're going to get one opinion on this Brian Flores situation. There's no one's going to go the opposite way. Well, here's your opportunity to go the other way. I will go in some ways, but... What what value for me to do that? Right. What's the upside versus the risk? Right. For you, as the an only individual. upside is entertaining the public, I giving suppose. the public uh, another thing to think about. But we've seen with Joe Rogan, you can't give even a just hey, look what this person's saying. It doesn't work anymore. Unfortunately, freedom of speech. Well, that's always used in a weird way because freedom of speech just keeps you freedom from the government censoring you. Okay. Joe Rogan's situation isn't a freedom of speech. The government's not shutting Joe Rogan down or anybody else. So people always say freedom of speech is not really freedom of speech. It's just this idea that people don't want to hear differing opinions on things Mm -hmm. for the most part. So I don't know what... WFAN's going to do all day today. It's just going to be just all, told me what the NFL all is racist all day long. I guess that's what we're going to get. I don't know. Like, there are a bunch of different things in here that make sense and then other things that don't make sense. Well, let's break it down, shall all we? All right. Let me do a couple of things here. First of all, I, I think it's very difficult to tell. First of all, the fact that all 32 team owners are white. I don't know. How do you control that? Control it? You don't. I think it's. I think it's pointing out where. I'm not even going to say the problem lies, but how the setup could lead to certain individuals or groups but, not being fully represented. How's okay, that? so how do you change that? I just said I don't know because that comes down to money. Only you know? a handful of people have yes. the kind of money that can own an NFL team. Well, I think that's then a wider. Topic of discussion. All right. The percentage of white folks versus minority folks who have that type of money at their disposal. Obviously, there's always going to be exceptions to that rule. Correct. But when you're talking about percentages and not just looking at football or NFL owners, but in general, the way that the money and wealth is dispersed in this country. Okay. Now we're going to put that on the NFL? No, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily be putting it on the NFL. I think it's just when, again, the setup is that all of their owners are of one but you know, ethnic background right. or one ethnicity. There's 32 of them. There aren't thousands no. or hundreds. Yeah, but it is a it is a 100% and statistic the, in this case. Right, but but are also like the Maras and the Tishas have owned the Giants for a long time. Correct. And in many cases, it's been handed down through generations, right. yes. They don't come up for sale very often. Right, which is f- ironic. I know I don't use the word ironic uh, properly all the time, but f- interesting. Interesting that to On the note. same day... We're talking about all of this, and the Broncos are one of the teams named. Right, they were put up for sale yesterday okay. officially. Put up so, for sale, yeah. So and they're supposed to fetch a record price for American professional sports team. Right now, we don't look at race as to who can buy the Denver Broncos. Who has the most money right. to purchase the Denver Broncos? Yes. Okay. So they're so essentially, some people are saying the NFL is racist because thirty-two owners are white. 
even though I don't know how you control that. I don't know what you want the NFL to do. The Denver Broncos, as you say, are up for sale now. Yeah. Is everybody allowed to bid on the Denver Broncos or not? Yes, everyone's allowed to bid on the Broncos. Right. I think I don't I don't when people say the NFL's racist, I don't think hey, there's all thirty two owners are white is like the lone point. Okay. I think it's That's sort of one point. The trickle down effect then of and again we're talking because you made this point to me out in the newsroom about well, those seventy percent of the players are black, you know, and that's right. not an even fine. I think in this case in the lawsuit and what Brian Flores is talking about, and and this is not a new thing. This has been discussed, the Rooney rule, the hiring cycle. We're talking about the coaching opportunities, the executive opportunities, the whatever you, you know, um, someone who works in the front office, scouts, so on and so forth. That's where this debate and this argument lies right now, where certain group is trying to get more equality in that particular area. Okay. But yes, as it per- pertains to the players, is it... Skewed in one other direction? It is. It is. Yes. So can the NFL be racist but, but, if 70% uh, of the let players me, are Let me just are finish that point. I think that comes. that has nothing to do with ethnic background, and it has to do with their their abilities okay. as players. All right. So, and now you would say, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish up, and then you right. can make your counterpoint. We're doing point counterpoint here. Yeah. So in the case of, I'm looking looking at Brian Flores right now because he's the one that filed this lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. So you could say, well, you know, other teams, they decided they wanted to go with a different candidate. Like the big argument people were giving me on Twitter yesterday was, well, the Giants decided they wanted Brian Dayball. What's the big deal? Fine. But I think when you're looking again at most qualified and you're looking at resumes or abilities or skill sets, whatever it might be, and you look at this hiring cycle and there's nine jobs open, let's call it eight because the Dolphins fired him so they don't count as far as Brian Flores is concerned. And you look at his track record and his resume of what he's done, not just as a head coach, but also as a coordinator, and you stack him up against some of these other coordinators who are getting jobs, I think it's fair to ask, what the hell? Why not me? You know what I mean? But if you're saying that the NFL... Not you. If people no, are saying okay. the NFL is racist. So Yeah, what... I'm not ready to say that, but I do I, I see where questions rise and why certain people fa- feel it's an unfair system. How's that? So uh, on the field performance, they don't care what your race is. I think they just right, want to win. Teams want yeah. But they Again, don't let me want put the, the best, best person... player let me put the best player on the field. Okay, but they don't have that same philosophy for head coach. Uh, and GM and the other front I think office you things? can. I think you can make the case, and, and that's maybe, maybe harder to maybe harder to quantify that. So you think the Giants went? Brian Flores is probably a better coach, but no. we want Brian. Dayton. No, in the Giants' case, I think they hired Joe Shane, and they wanted the connection of him bringing in a guy he'd worked with in Buffalo. Okay. Now I think they end up looking bad because of what now comes out, and it's not like Brian Flores filed this lawsuit. It's just about the Giants. They just happen to be one of many examples he's listing on it. Right. But and the Bill Belichick text messages make them look really bad in this case. In right. my in my opinion. right. But it, it, uh, my. Guess would be this happens all the time. Probably. When you force organizations and things to interview people based on race. Yes. It opens up a can of worms, and and now you're seeing the trickle-down effect of that. Yes. Right, but, but if the Giants want to hire Brian Dable, they're going to hire Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. You forcing them to interview African-American head coach candidates isn't going to change their mind. Correct. I, so the fact that the Giants got caught on this yeah. when all the teams in the past I'm have sure probably it happens done all this? the time. And that right. point was made by folks around the league yesterday, you know, maybe not as um, open and honest as the route Brian Flores went. But and I think that's why he went class action lawsuit because they're looking to have other people come aboard and kind of come out of the woodwork who have dealt with, you know, similar experience. So yes, the Giants are put under the microscope now because their example was thrust into our faces. But, of course, I'm sure this goes on all the time. Your question, though, all oh, the league's forcing teams to do this. They're putting them in a bad spot. Maybe they wouldn't have had to force them to do it if the numbers hadn't been so skewed as far as head coaching opportunities and GM opportunities. But if they're still skewed. I'm just telling you why the Rooney rule exists. It exists for a reason. I'm not saying it's per- the same way overtime rules are. The, uh, to me, there's no perfect answer. I don't think there's a perfect answer in this case. So the league is trying to be sensitive to it. They, you know, and that's why they reacted the way they did yesterday with their with their statement. You know, this is without merit, and all we do is try and you know represent all all um, 
you know, all parties and be fair and, and equal and so on and so forth because they feel like, hey, look, we're putting in the effort. We're putting in the time. We're trying to put a system in place that addresses all of this. So don't, you know, don't act like we're sitting it out, not doing anything here. We're trying, but it it's not working. But the other thing, like like in around 2003, 2004, the radio station I was working at was a disaster. So I was applying for jobs like crazy. Mm-hmm. I had so many interviews at Sirius XM that I was very qualified for that I know they knew who they wanted. So that was a sham interview too. But was did and you... had nothing to do with race. Yeah. It was a sham interview because you have to post the job right. and you have to do the interviews, even though for every one of those positions, they knew who they were hiring. Happens everywhere. Yeah, I do. I, and I, I do understand that. So sometimes and I, and I made this case recently about before the NFL changed its COVID protocols and the way they were testing guys that sometimes the league is holding its teams and its players to a higher standard than the rest of civilization. Correct. So I, I do think in some cases that is true, and I understand your point, uh, but I, but I, as I often do, see both sides of this, and that's why they call me Switzerland around here. Yeah. Then the other things, if uh, the Dolphins told him to throw games, yeah, to me why that's... am I hearing about this today? Well, you know why you're hearing about that. I don't. Today. You don't? No. Well, Brian Flores feels he's essentially been blackballed now because he got fired by the Dolphins, which surprised everybody. And I think maybe now we're getting a glimpse into why that relationship went south, if you choose to believe his accusations. And I don't know how he's going to go about attempting to prove that. I have no idea. But, but why wouldn't you, the minute you got fired from there, go? Because because, because you think, were, you think because the Giants aren't going to hire him because the Dolphins told them to throw a ga- throw games? No, because there's eight other openings for him to go and pursue other opportunities, and he did interview in multiple places. He interviewed with the Giants. I believe he interviewed with the Bears. Uh, he interviewed with the Saints. He interviewed with the Texans. So he looks at it as okay, like the Dolphins fired Adam Gase, right? Who was not as successful as Brian Flores as far as his team's on-field performance. So Brian Floor, okay, there's eight openings. You know what? Didn't work out in Miami. Let me go get myself another job. And now all of a sudden, he's obviously getting the feeling that I'm not. It's not going to happen for me here. And all of a sudden, he's kind of putting all the pieces together and looking at everything that happened. And I think honestly, he probably, I think he snapped and decided, you know what? Enough is enough here. I'm going to take a stand. This was the and final he, straw. And he put in his the statement he released via his lawyers yesterday. I recognize the risk I'm taking here and that this could very likely end my career. So it's not like he's not aware of he's like pushing all his chips to the middle of the table here. So, But you're asking, why am I hearing about it now? Because this was a guy, I think, that felt, hey, I still got a pretty strong reputation. Let me not go rock the boat because I want to continue to work in the league and do what I love to do, and there's other opportunities out there for me. But now all of a sudden he's thinking, finding, well, maybe there's not other opportunities out so there you for think me. If- and the Dolphins... He feels after they fired him, and we did hear after he got fired, we heard the rumblings. Oh, difficult to work with, rub people the wrong way. You don't think that's damage control on Miami's part? And then all of a sudden, there it goes back to the ownership. How much power Stephen Ross gets together? With, I don't know. I'm speculating here. Obviously, I don't know this is fact. Gets together with his buddies or makes some calls. You know, and and we see this all the time. There's two sides. You know, team gets out in front of it. They fire an employee or a player, and there's that game that gets played of the damage control and the narratives and all that. So there's a lot of stuff, obviously, that goes on behind closed doors. Hell, look at the giant situation. The fact that Belichick knew about Dayball, the fact that right. Boomer apparently knew about Day, like that's where the shadiness comes in. And I can understand frustration from the, I want to call them the employee standpoint, whether it's a coach, uh, an assistant coach, an executive, a player where they get like caught up in this, whirlpool of the league where they as an individual they don't have the same power that a team or an executive or an owner has and you play that game of discrediting somebody or spreading information about them that maybe in many cases is not true and you're putting it out there to cover your own you know what or to benefit your own situation or your team and it just becomes a very shady uneven situation unfortunately that's life and i understand it happens not just in NFL football, but everywhere, in business, in the world. I mean, it is what it is. It's an unfortunate reality. All right. Let's, uh, we'll continue this when we get back. Then uh, Gio and Jerry at the top, 6 o'clock. See you. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Oh, hi there. Welcome back. The warm-up show with Val and Jerry, but it's Steve-O today. What up? Jerry's sleeping or something. Jerry's hosting with uh, Gio. I think I saw him. He's here. I saw him poke his head in to talk oh, to Eddie. Right. For, I thought I did. Isn't it? Yeah, he's here. I did see his car out front, so I knew he was here sleeping somewhere. He slept in his car? No, no, not in his car, but his car was here, oh, so I okay. think he probably slept in uh, Boomer's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's got to wake up because one's... Oh, well, no, Boomer's not here today, so he no could have slept today. in, actually. Yeah. Boomer slipped out of this one. <laughs> Quite a, quite a slick move on his part. How convenient. No, How convenient. Uh, so a couple other things with this uh, Flores lawsuit. By the way, he's going to be on uh, NFL. Uh, he's going to be on CBS this morning. This morning, yes. I saw 7 o'clock. Somebody else at 8 o'clock. But you'll have to roll on that one, CeeLo, and then play some clips. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, yeah. Roll on that. Uh, one of the other things that came out, uh, not only that uh, the – Giants uh, chose their coach before interviewing Mr. Brian Flores, uh, but that the he claims that the Miami Dolphins um, uh, told them to lose games and they give them a hundred grand per the game. The owner, that he yes, lost. Stephen Ross, back in 2019 to get the number one pick. Right, which that was just, the year they ended up drafting two, I think. Which we're just hearing about now. Uh, and yeah, but not I, sure you, how you, you seem fixated on it. Yeah. I'm fixated on why, it because why, well, why would we have not heard about it? Because until... the minute I got fired from a place, I would have I already unloaded explained that, that to you. Why? Then you 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 basically because I go like this because this is what I say. Your opportunity to get another job because I at least this the, year. the second half of the season that you just fired me off of. Mm-hmm. I did really well. Right. And that's so, what you, and that looks you bad to, for me now going to these other you, teams. You, I'm getting told that I'm a hard to work with, that I'm so fighting with two of the high road and you say, listen, look what I did with this with this unit. Let me go speak for myself. Let me All sit right. down and interview with ownership and the GM, and I'll tell you from my side what happened. And what's really odd to me as far as the Giants Flora situation, and again, I get it. They hired Shane. They wanted Dayball. I'm good with that. But if you followed um, – Ian O'Connor on but if Twitter. you're good with that, right, what's right. the problem? I'm not I, again. I'm not accusing the Giants of racism. Okay. I'm saying that they get caught up in this whole situation and they're made to look bad because he's got the smoking gun of the Belichick text. And you're just like, why is it a smoking gun? Okay, fine. Smoking guns maybe the wrong phrase. No, it's a it's good just, phrase. It just it it further illustrates the point. And we discussed this in the opening segment. It's not to say the Giants are the only one that's ever done something like this. I'm sure it happens all over the place. But it's going to be very evident now because it's something tangible that we can see and look at, right? And the fact that Belichick had this from, oh, I'm hearing from NFL people and from the Giants. So, like, somebody's mouth was running, right? Yes. And it's just it's just a bad look. It's like, okay, fine. I'm going to hire Brian Dayball. But, like, have some respect for the other – not even just Brian Flores. All the other candidates. Leslie Frazier was a – why do we think Dan Quinn – But the decided, Giants didn't Why do you think Dan it? Quinn pulled himself, pulled himself out and decided, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Because we no know thanks. things. People know things that are in the yeah, mix I know. for these I have jobs. A, I have a problem with the way that works. I, and I understand there's no easy way to clean it up. That's just my own it, – it, it annoys me. It bothers me. So I sympathize and empathize with Brian Flores, and I can understand why he's annoyed and frustrated. How's All that? Right. Fine. Now we, got on a, we got off on a tangent there. Oh, the Dolphins thing. So that's the Dolphins Why thing. would we just hear about it? Well, I mean, same reason well, we hear about anything the after the fact. Okay. Then the Giants, we we took. Okay. Yeah. Now the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that one's, you know. Now that can be easily proven, and the Broncos make it seem like they've got all a whole bunch of documents shutting down this story there where he claims that the Broncos. from whose side? From the Broncos, from the Broncos side? side okay. Based on their, unless they forfeited or uh, what do you call that when you do when you create something fake forged forged all these things about their <laughs> meetings he, i mean he's essentially claiming that john elway yes rolled up an hour to an hour and a half late to this meeting all liquored up already kicker yeah yeah okay it, how do you? How does either side prove that? I, well, the Broncos seem to think what that kind they of can documents prove it. Could prove that uh, minutes for these. All of these meetings get very um, 
uh, there's a lot of documents. You don't there's think like a stenographer standing uh, something's by going or? on. You don't think the NFL with all, with the with uh, telling you who you interview and what race you mm-hmm. have to interview and all this stuff that they're not documenting everything. Well, hundred percent, they are. I mean, Flores isn't claiming that they're. Hey, they said they interviewed me and they never did. Like some sort of meeting took place. Obviously, right. you think you think that they documented every word that was. I how, think so. Okay. That's the way he would make his. Let, not that every word, but that the meeting began at this time. These people were present. Oh, I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're uh, documenting the start time of the meeting. I, I really, yeah. I, my condo board documents the start time of meetings. <laughs> you don't think the NFL, when they're trying to stuff. comply with Rooney rules, aren't. Uh, that I documenting, know. I guarantee it's and documented. that's why I say, I, look, I, I, I understand and appreciate and respect what Brian Flores is trying to do here, and I understand why he's doing it. But it's also when you go the lawsuit route and you get into legal situation with the NFL, they are they have a ton of money, a million lawyers, and the depths to which you have to go to prove things in a court setting and yes. whatever, whatever criminal versus civil. All fine. This is obviously. A civil situation, not a criminal situation, so far at least. You know, we'll see about the tanking games thing. That could become a criminal thing, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of a separate issue. But it's like he, he acknowledges, so he's going in eyes wide open that he's essentially putting his career on the line. It's like, it's like, dude, I, I, I feel for you. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but like, you, you better come ready and you better have something substantial, or else you're going to lose. And then what? Then there's some language in the lawsuit, and this could be his lawyer, this could be him, who knows. But there's language in the lawsuit that if you're trying to get people to be on your side and to see your point of view, for those that don't see your point of view, Mm -hmm. some of the particular language that is used is a turnoff. And I'll give you an example. You're going to give me the plantation line. I am going to give you the plantation line. I sure am, CeeLo, because that's a turnoff. Uh, there's two things. Uh, in certain critical ways, the NFL is racially segregated and is managed much like a plantation. I'm sorry. You are when you when players are making millions of dollars. Some are, not all, but yes. Go ahead. Well, well what's the uh, someone making thirty five grand uh, being a kicker in no, the NFL? Not no. thirty five grand. No. What are they making? Less than a million. Sure. Oh my God! How do you live on I'm that? I'm just, I'm just saying it. Whatever the, you know, whatever the league Less minimum than is. A million! Holy smokes! Then it's 32 owners, none of whom are black, profit substantially from the labor of NFL players, 70 percent of whom are black. The owners watch the games from about top NFL stadiums mm-hmm. in their luxury boxes, while their majority black workforce put their bodies on the line every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Four millions of dollars. It's I added it's that dr- part. It's dramatically worded. Dramatically worded. Sorry, yes. that's going to turn people off. It I don't is. know what the turn off. I don't know what the strategy. I want to be turned on, not that turned is. off. Because that, to me, again, silly. from a legal standpoint, that doesn't silly doesn't change anything. That's just that's like it's like you know you're trying to be creative with your writing and make it a, a juicier story. Oh, it's juicy, all right. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. We know you don't, yeah. A couple things that Kevin from Barstool Sports pointed out on a lighter side. Uh, that First of all, Belichick doing the old man texting the wrong person is hilarious. Two, that See, Belichick uses exclamation points. After. I, I, everyone, you know, everyone's so like, great. oh, there's no way. Some people are like, oh, this, these are fake texts. Bel- really? So Brian Flores is now going to... No, l- like, they're real. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey... Uh, my former boss, I'm going to just pretend these, I'm going to forge or, you know, basically Photoshop these text me- Like, that would be the easiest thing ever to prove. Belichick would be like, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't send these. So are you tell me Belichick just has the name Brian is his phone no. with no last See, name? This, this guy, this got misconstrued yesterday. And if you actually go back and look at the text exchange, I'll walk you through it. So yeah, everyone's please. like, oh, he just straight up texted the wrong Brian. <laughs> no. Dope. If you go back and look at the exchange, and yeah. I don't have it in front of me, the one with the actual screenshots of the back and forth. Yeah. He said something along the lines of like, oh, I just, I double checked. I misread the text. It looks like they're naming Dayball. Oh, okay. So he whoever, thought it was whoever Brian was Flores. feeding him the information, whether they just said Brian or he read too fast, and then he's like, oh, it's Flores. Let me go text Flores. Not like, oh, I meant to text Dayball and I actually I gotcha. texted Flores. That makes more that's sense. That's my interpretation. I don't know that as a fact. But that that's my belief is just what wherever 
his whatever his source of information was, he misunderstood what that person was telling him. Yeah. And he, uh, Brian, okay, which one? They both worked for me. Yes. He thought Flores. He texted Flores. Turns out it was Dayball. And now there's egg on Belichick's face. And you could tell he felt bad about it. And that's the people like, oh, there's no way Bel- Belichick, media-facing Belichick versus private Belichick. You, you get dudes. the sense, different people. And you can see it right there in that exchange. Well, this is just what the NFL was looking for the <laughs> for two full weeks of nothing before the Super Bowl. Well, we had Deflategate so leading into the Super Bowl. This when, is so great. I'll never forget, man. I was out. I, you were out there as well. But I was covering in Arizona both yeah. teams. And that when the Patriots landed and Robert Kraft held that press conference in the hotel, like right when they got, you know, got on the ground. That was just a surreal situation. And I know Brady had addressed it before they left. And it's like once they landed, Kraft said what he said. And it was almost to send the message of like, lay off my team. They're here to focus and prepare. Like, I'll take all the heat yeah. and the bullets here. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I put this on yesterday. Somebody told me, uh, uh, oh, uh, a carton of because I, I was on a, a, a clean break from WFAN after right. I leave here. Because I was getting too involved, mm-hmm. I was getting crazy listening to all the shows and <laughs> yeah. making me nuts. And look at you today. Uh, and then yesterday, like, oh, you got to put on FAN. Uh, who, now, who tips you off to that? Um, a friend? Is this like a text? Someone on Twitter? Like, how do you get alerted to that? Well, Gio alerted me to the fact that uh, that this story was coming out. Was yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I said okay. And then uh, Gina texted me and she oh. said, "Oh, you got to put on Craig and Evan." They're talking about Boomer Sportsman, it is how she put it. I was like, huh, so okay. So your girlfriend was locked in and you were not. She was locked in, yeah. <laughs> so I put it on and I got co- cooked right in. Sure. Right back. They sucked me right back in. Boomer's Sports Minute, half minute named in the lawsuit yeah. as evidence. Yeah. Who do we think tipped off the Flores camp on that? Like, How does that even get to them? It's on the radio. What so are you talking what? about? 30 seconds. Uh, across 200 stations in the country. I guess. I mean. One of them being WFAN. But wait, but didn't it just air nah. for the first time on Monday? Yeah, Monday. So they like, and they filed this lawsuit yesterday. Hey, we got to get that in. Like, do you how? They, well, they, should they have waited like, no, no, when no. they were told to tank a, a Dolphins no, game? My, wait my point two, is, two, three years? My point is, it's not like this lawsuit got written up and like, they didn't just put this all together in 24 hours. Maybe you they know? did. It's almost like, oh, hey. Here's more evidence. Let's just throw yeah, that in there. We've got this thing there. ready to go, and this lands on our plate. Maybe they were holding it. I think Gio just lit the match. That's yeah. Cool. Gio lit it right on fire. That's not what, he's hoping that's not the case. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I said to him when I saw the story. I'm like, oh, you're in, you're in the clue. This is going to be a big thing, and it'll be forgotten that you're, you know, yeah. that you mentioned it. Not so much. Oh, boy. In some ways, I love this topic. Like, I love it. You love it. And it's love, a love-hate for you. You love it and you hate it. I would love it if it would really be debated all day long, but it's not going to be. I really would love it. I love uh, these types I'm of topics. I'm sure it will be in some. You I and love, I have had a little bit of a debate, not I an angry debate. Not devil's a devil's advocate. Debate. I love t- looking at things from the other side, mm-hmm. like uh, my professor told me to do. Persuasion class. Persuasion class. Yeah. That's the way you do it. You're allowed to look at things from other sides. Yeah. And then I think the truth usually lies up. in the middle, and there's truth on both sides in many cases. And I'm sure there's uh, a lot of that going on in this situation. I just don't know what, like, uh, short of telling, short of the NFL taking over, and when uh, uh, teams get rid of coaches and general managers, the NFL putting in their own people. I don't know how you change that. You're There's the owner no... of the company. If the if the Giants, I'm just using the Giants because they're they're the ones that. If the Giants employed no African Americans, mm-hmm. oh yes, that seems like a problem. But we're picking one position and making that the the big end all be all end all stuff. Right. I understand. They have a. African-American defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator. They've had a black GM. I get it. Right. So come on. They haven't had the head coach, but you said it's one People, position. teams want to win. They don't care what race. I, I, don't, I just, this doesn't make sense to me that you would say, I don't care about race with my players because I want the best players on the field to win, but I have a completely different philosophy when it comes to head coaches. Yeah. Makes sense. I think the unique 
the uniqueness of this is because of his quali- of Brian Flores' qualifications and what he's done in the league. But I also understand from the Giants' standpoint, they talked about you know the GM and the head coach being on the same page and having right. the connection and all that. And it's an easy narrative to paint because of Joe Shane's connection to Brian Dayball from their days with the Bills. Correct. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll do a little more other things other than this nonsense. and uh, Well, not nonsense. It's a big story. Uh, and then uh, Gio and Jerry at the top of the hour. Back to the warm-up program. Uh, Jerry is out in the newsroom prepping uh, diligently. I see him going through law books. Hope he's cutting some sound for me. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm he's kidding. going through law books uh, yeah. out there. He's uh, really uh, getting, ah! ready, getting ready for the program. <laughs> I saw him. He's knee-deep in research. He's uh, looks like one of those old uh, newsmen where he's like uh, at a newspaper where his desk is just filled right. with paperwork. You can't even see him. It's oh, no. Stacks. He's, he's knee-deep Seven in it. cups of coffee, lit cigarette, you know. He's got a, I don't even know why. He's got a calculator out. Yeah. With the one with the paper. Yes. Yeah, what did they call those? wasn't a calculator. Did they? I thought it had another name. Paper calculator. Paper printed calculator. Eddie, you know what we're talking about here? I do. He's like the old school accountant with the little hat on. He's like the old school accountant. not a teletype. That was for, like, stock. He's out there doing Morse code. Send the messages. Saying Co- help, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> a couple non, yeah. Let's let's NFL let's, is we, racist. With the Fifteen uh, minutes stories. we have left. Yeah. Let's get to some other topics here. Well, this is bad news. Uh, Jim, <laughs> it looks like Jim Harbaugh is going to be hired by the Minnesota now, Vikings. Why would you say that's bad news? He's, you know, this oh, is part okay. of the problem. I got it. I got it. I understand. Part I understand. of the problem. Yeah, I, I see. Again, I have less of an issue with that because why proven track record credentials as as an NFL head coach. I'm sorry. Mm. I just, I mean, again, okay. if you're, if you're, so here, well, I'll say it this way. All right. Think of it as the a scale. Bold move think by it, the Vikings. Think, think of it as a scale. I've got Brian Dayball, Matt Eberflus, and Nathaniel Hackett in this package, this, this okay. grouping over here. Then I've got Brian Flores on like the next pedestal. Okay. And then I've got Jim Harbaugh above Why is that. Brian Flores on the next pedestal? Because he hasn't accomplished. He, seems he hasn't obviously. gotten to the level Jim Harbaugh right, has. But I feel like he's in the same mix as Dayball. And no. Then why is he a level up? Because he's already been a head coach in the league and had some success. He also you had would say he got fired. I, I don't know that that was fair the way that yeah, I don't. That's why everyone was out. I'll take you back what, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Flores gets fired. It was a shocking story that nobody had or heard. Oh my God. Yes. Teams are going to, someone's going to scoop him up right away, right? The giant, oh, let's get Brian Flores in here. This is great. And look at us now. No Brian Flores. Yeah. All right. Think well, about he's that. He's not going to be in Minnesota either. They're hiring Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. But I mean, again, I could, that to me, I can sell that. Not that it sell it like it's, it's, uh, I don't like it. It's, you know, uh, disingenuous or anything like that. If you don't like it, that's fine. I don't like it one but, bit. You know, uh, People have been talking about Harbaugh coming back for how many years now? People have been fawning been over out of the game. Him back Brian Flores just got hasn't been out of the game. He's been he coaching been. at a different level, right? Different level, yeah. Lower level. Eh. Brian Flores just got done with an NFL job. So you're playing. You're doing your devil's advocate thing here. Yeah. Why isn't the, are we going to yell at the Vikings today? Or no? Because uh, Jim Harbaugh's, uh, uh, you know, uh, no because elite coach. no because they've gone through their interview process and they've you know checked the boxes and. I guess, at least as far as we know so far, to this point, there weren't any leaks or text messages that showed that they had already made up their minds. Wow. Before. So you want to call that, you know... Yeah, uh, they definitely did the right thing. You want to call that optics and yes. not really getting to the bottom of what's what's right or yeah, what's Yeah, no, fair. the Vikings definitely... It was completely different than what the Giants did. I And I already admitted to you, I think the Giants get caught up in this whirlpool and they come out looking bad, but I'm sure what they did and the way in which they went about their process and operated is right. not all that unique to what goes on Correct. around the league. Like so the Vikings they are just, doing. They have some egg on their face because it came out publicly. Can the Vikings even name Jim Harbaugh today? It's a bold move. I think so. I, they, I, they've done it. I'd have to look at all their the candidates that they've interviewed already, oh. but I know they've had people coming through there. So it's almost like they... Really coming they, through there they or waited. just fake coming through there no, until Jim really, Harbaugh was ready? Not really coming through, but at least they wait. You know, it's almost like they wait till the end and then Harbaugh comes in. I see. So Who they, they did interviewed it the someone right yesterday. Thing, the right way. Um, oh, Patrick Graham. Giants defensive coordinator interviewed right. with them yesterday. But who knew he wasn't getting the job, went there for no Probably. reason. Probably. And who made that? I think... They always say I those think Lewis Riddick made that point on Twitter yesterday. Somebody did that... 
you know, these minority candidates are always encouraged to, even if you don't think you're going to get the job, take the interview. It's good experience. They who, say that who knows for... where it could lead. That's how Mike Tomlin got hired, by the way. He wasn't expect the, the Steelers when they hired right. him. He blew them away, and like he but didn't they go didn't into that a, as the didn't... favorite. Right, but the Steelers also didn't go in saying we're hiring blank and then Correct. switch to. Correct. Yes, they say that for all jobs and for, in all situations, go on the interview. Remember when we not were just gonna, uh, African American we were... NFL head coaching candidates? They say that for everybody. Remember when we were going to spend this segment doing doing non non thing? Yes, good point. Well, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> well, I know, yeah, Harbaugh let us back. Yeah, right, I get, Jim I get, Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, we'll see. The report is you, it's out, the report is from some Michigan uh-huh. website, or whatever. That he's yeah he's getting his affairs in order and he's going to sign with the. Vikings. Do you think? Do you think there was at least a discussion at Vikings headquarters? Like we can't do this today. I don't because really? I because I think the timeline in which they went about it, they can they they're covered. I would love to be a, a media member. I go up there. I'd be asking Jim Harbaugh a million questions about this. Maybe and they the Vikings. will. Maybe they will. This is an interesting hire, Vikings. Now, the weird thing about the Giants case is, and in-house candidates don't count as far as satisfying the Rooney rules, so Patrick Graham didn't count. But they did have an initial Zoom interview with Leslie Frazier last week. Sure, that was a great, so, real but, interview. But then he came back. They did have him in for a second interview oh, as well okay. before the, the day ball hiring was finalized. I got you. And Flores went and did his interview. And all the report, Ian O'Connor on Twitter, who's tapped into somebody, I don't know if it's the Maras or somebody in the front office, he was all over this stuff. Like, oh, Mara reached out to Flores, you know, shortly after the Giants fired Joe Judge, and he's he's a big fan. He wants him to get, and that was, to be fair, that was before they hired Joe Shane as the GM. I think that was really the, you know, the the turning point where once they've got the, the, the GM in place and he's a Buffalo guy, and I know Cardin Roberts asked, I'm sorry, Tiki and Tierney, when they had him on the day he was introduced, asked the question, Hey, what happens if you go to Mara and ownership and say, this is who I want, and ultimately they don't give you the, like, how's that going to work? And he was like, ah, I don't, I don't, I'm fairly confident that's that won't be the case. It won't be a problem. Let me ask you this. If the Giants announced there was no Brian Dave, like they interviewed everybody, and they announced Brian Flores as their head coach, do you think there would have been a big story about how the Giants hired an African-American coach? I don't. A big story? Yeah, no. big story. Would it have been noted? Sure. Yes. It would have been noted. It would have been, yeah, it would have would been, been, it would a have been headline. part of the story. Uh, headline? Yeah. Probably not. Because we're acting like that would have been a a, a big headline based on what's going Who's on. Who's acting yeah. that way? Well, we're acting. Just because of the, I mean, I don't, because of the bombshell of this story with Flores? But again, this this Flores story is, is multifaceted. It's not right. just about the Giants. There's a lot right, of but layers it, but, to it. But the underlying thing we you could even remove the broncos and remove the dolphins the underlying the thing is that is a, is a major he factor. went on a fugazi interview which is what happens the the claim is that when african-american head coaching mm-hmm. candidates go on interviews oftentimes they're fugazi interviews right. just to uh for the rooney rule so i'm saying if that is indeed the case and we believe that then them hiring Brian Flores should have been some sort of enormous story. Yeah, I don't know. I it don't necessarily see it that way. It and I think, and I think that again, the Giants are being highlighted here simply because he has the Belichick text messages to show. Like, look at look right, at how my, this my, look my at how this is, timeline played out. My Here's point, an illustration of what I I experienced. And what many others in my situation experience. My point is, if it's a big story mm-hmm. that there are not more African American head coaches, I don't know. Then if that's it should what be makes a, it a big. big... I, that's the whole underlying point of this. The percentages, I don't know, because a few years ago we had eight African American coaches in a given season, which was twenty five percent. So okay. it, it fluctuates. And that and that it, comes back to success mm-hmm. on the field. Once you get the job, now you've got to do the job and get the results on the field and prove yourself. Right, some Eddie's, do, some don't. Eddie's yelling at yes. me to break. Uh, sports Minute. Oh, Amy, sports what minute. do you think she's talking about, Al? <laughs> Let the me Devils guess. giving up four in the first period no. last night? No. Let me guess. The Rangers winning another game? Uh, the Nets losing wait. their fifth in a row? I can't wait. I'm sure this is a fresh take on the, <laughs> on the topic. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back, uh, Boomer. Oh, no, Boomer. Boomer's out there, right? Yeah, Boomer's not here. Today. He's uh, celebrating G- it. Jerry and Geo <laughs> at the top of the hour. I also see, CeeLo, that uh, the Raiders, some of the Raiders players, just according to The Athletic, I'll take it. Forget according to The Athletic. Just look at the tweets that Derek Carr and uh, what's his name, Max Crosby sent out after What were they, they saying? They hired McDaniels and they were waxing poetic about Rich Passaccia oh, on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. They hired Josh McDaniels, who, by the way, got a really fat face over the last couple of yes, years. Yes, I mentioned what that happened? on yesterday's program. Al. Oh, you did? Yes. How what he time looked, is that on? He looked, <laughs> I think it was in the 6.30 segment. Yeah, what's going on like, over there? Yeah, he needs, <laughs> he needs yeah, exactly. He needs a bigger suit, a bigger neck. His neck, whatever uh, neck size he's wearing for his dress shirts needs to be elevated well, a little bit. I even saw just the pictures of him on the sideline with the with the visor on him. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, this guy's, uh, you know, I know they don't eat very healthy, but no, I don't understand. They like, sit and watch film all day and eat fast food probably. But Rob Sala lost 25 pounds. Because he's a lunatic. He's a workout. Because he, he's not lifting. Some oh, Sala wasn't lifting? Yeah, he said, the, I, yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't get in the weight room as much as oh, I usually okay. do. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Josh Has McDaniels. to eat to keep weight on. What he's, a concept. He's going to love those buffets over in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tomlin's put on a lot of weight, too. I saw a picture of him at the Senior Bowl yesterday. Really? Wow. Yeah. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.